Jesus told me that I was right out of my head the way he described it. He said I'd be better dead than alive. I didn't listen to his jive. I knew all along that he was all wrong. Yeah, I knew that he thought I was crazy, but I'm not. Vitalist told me that I was right out of my head. He said any treatment. I'm not that easily led. He said I was the kind that was most inclined. Went out of his sight to be out of my mind. Yeah, he thought I was nuts. No more ifs or ands or buts. Oh, no. They say as a child I appear a little bit wild with all of my crazy ideas. I knew what was happening. I knew I was a genius. What's so strange when you know that you're a wizard at three? I knew that this was meant to be. Well, I heard little children were supposed to sleep tight. That's why I drank a fifth of vodka one night. My parents got frantic, didn't know what to do. Well, I saw some crazy seeds before I came to. Do you think that was crazy? I may have been older than you, but I was swinging the old lady Grand Bell. All that the day to see it all with Einstein. Why should I be sorry if they just couldn't understand the reasoning and the logic that went on in my head? I had a brain that was insane. All they used to laugh at me because I refused to ride in all those double decker buses. All because there was a driver on the top. No driver on the top. No driver on the top. There was no driver. 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 No driver. No driver. No driver. No driver. No oh oh driver on the top. Two heads are better than one.
Summertime, summertime, summertime. Don't you cry 
one of these mornings you're gonna rise up singing and you'll spread your wings and you'll take to the sky Fantastic jazz from Ori Dagan and uh, Jordan O'Connor, who are here in the studio. And that really sounded awesome, you guys. Thank you. Amazing, amazing work. You guys work very well together. Thank you. It's been a great time. Yeah, it's know. been 10 years. 10 years, we just figured out. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't believe them. But Funny how time flies. The time really flies anyways. Uh, and uh, so we got, a, we got a few things to talk about besides the great music uh, that we heard, obviously, from you guys. But... Uh, because I know, Ori, you're uh, booking the talent down at the 120 Diner on Church Street, which is one of the finest jazz establishments in the city, is it not? It it sure is, and we're really excited about what we're doing over there. Um, the, what I love about the experience at 120 is that the food's really great, it's affordable, it's a nice casual place, but it is about the music. When we have music happening, we tell the people to please be quiet and, and support the music, and we've, we're really building a nice clientele there. And you know, we've got music six nights a week, so wow, it's great. Which is the night you don't have music? We're, we're closed on Mondays for now, but let's Somebody's, see. You got to have a day off. Right? I know. You know, the, the kitchen needs needs a day off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, and I know you have. Uh, I've been there, uh, and I've seen some of the talent that you've been booking there, and it is. Uh, great and you got two rooms there right yeah well the i i mostly book the downstairs which is the diner 120 diner and upstairs we've got a bigger space called club 120 yeah which is also cool it's it's great for bands and you know djs and is it like anything goes up up upstairs oh anything goes so do you have this this music playing on both floors together sometimes okay yeah it's pretty it's pretty proof soundproof it's pretty good that's pretty amazing Yeah. yeah For the most part, really good. Um, you know, occasionally if there, there's a party upstairs and the bass is thumping, I like to not have music downstairs. Yeah. But actually, the two rooms work really well together otherwise. So you can have, like, the rock crowd upstairs yep. and the jazz crowd downstairs. Absolutely. 
Interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah. I got to say too, um, I kind of mm. like uh, just to, I mean, they're both great rooms, right? And the last time I was there, because I didn't really get a chance to actually in, have some food or even see the music on the ground floor because we went upstairs. And it was kind of reminding me like a Montreal. It had a Montreal vibe to you it. You know, we've gotten, for the upstairs, people that come in there say it reminds them of a Berlin before the wall kind of nightclub. Oh, yeah. Wow. You know, it's a really cool space. It's up very, there. you know, it's, uh, you know, if, uh, if you're, you're tired of the typical Toronto thing, it really does have that different flavor, which totally. is great, right? So, we're stepping so into a whole other world, it sounds like. Yeah, and it's part of the Toronto Jazz Festival. Both of the rooms oh. are. So we've got about uh, five shows, I think, happening upstairs during the festival. Um, and downstairs, we have got, I think, like 23 shows. It's crazy. So do you, you have a hard time, Ori, with, with booking the talent? Because that's a lot of talent to it's book. It's really a lot. And I'll tell you, it started off, like this whole adventure for me at the diner, it just started off as one gig. I literally walked in and played one gig. Oh, so you play as well? You yeah. sing too, right? You just heard of I know, but we should mention that. <laughs> well, we're going to get into that. Well, I know, but that's why. Oh. <laughs> you guys are so funny. <laughs> anyway, I just literally, well, I had no idea that any of this would happen as life goes. You know, I just played a gig and, and I was really lucky because it went really well. I brought in about 30 people, which is not bad for a restaurant like that. And they were like, wow, this is great. Why don't you come back and do this again next month? So I just had a monthly gig on the last Friday of every month. And um, they called me and they're like, you know, Ori, we really want you to help us get music in here. Can you do that? And I was like, sure. So, uh, you know, I started. we started last summer, like now, like a, a year ago. We just started to do twice a week. We were doing Fridays and Saturdays from 6 to 8. By October, they asked me to add Sundays, and then now it's like forty-five shows a month that I'm booking. So, so I keep I, telling them, "Yes, I'll do it. I'll do it." So it's <laughs> fair to say you're well connected. Yeah, I guess I've been I've been doing this for a while, and and you know I go out and I, I see people all the time. I also I, I went to York and Humber where I studied this music, so I've got a lot of contacts from there. Wow. Yeah. So when you say you studied, or you mean you studied as a, a jazz singer? Yeah, I went for an extended nine-year undergraduate experience yeah and it was amazing that's a professional student it was great but you know i was like kind of that's it for me for for a while now it's time to get out there and make money with this music that's right right. that's right well you know i i i truly believe you know when you when you're studying to be a musician especially in jazz the education really happens on the stage you know, at jam sessions yeah, and stuff like yeah, that. As much yeah. as education is important and school is great. But actually, Lisa Particelli has a jazz jam that now takes place at 120 Diner. And I'd love to mention that. It's called Girls' Night Out Jazz, where gentlemen are welcome to GNO Jazz. And uh, it's been an amazing place for me to try stuff out over the years. Happens every Wednesday night. So that's the jazz jam. So people who want to just get Inspiring. up and try something. Perhaps someone that might want to sing a song. Hugh. What if it's not jazz, though? It, you know what? It's very inclusive. Yeah? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, what are you thinking? Scandinavian Actually, folk Actually, no. You know what I'm thinking now? Because we got this new group that we're doing here, and it's kind of acid jazzy, right? Like, we just started it. Cool. And it's, um, uh, right now it's a three-piece, and it's, uh, uh, we had some people, uh, and they said, oh, that reminds me of the brand new heavies. So I thought, well, that's great because i love the brand new heavy so you know I, you know 
So we could come down there and do something like that. On sure. a Wednesday night, so what time should people show up for this jam? It goes from 8 to midnight. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Like, do you got to wait for a long time to get on stage? Or well, is it, it is. Pretty, it's pretty uh, popular. Yeah. So, you know, it's in that way, it's a really good way to meet people and usually get to do just one song because it's pretty busy. Okay. Right. But... But yeah. just so, just for people who, um, so they don't have to feel pressure. You can just go with your friends and not have to go up. Oh, you absolutely! Can just yeah, audience them. members yeah. are yeah. very crucial. So that that'd be great. Yeah. Wednesday that sounds nights. like fun. Okay. Yeah. And so you can eat at the same time. You can have a bite to eat. Should the food's yeah. fantastic? You want to talk about the food? I'm, sure. I'm hungry right now. It's amazing. It's it's really affordable, well made comfort food. So all sorts of varieties of poutine and burgers and mac and do cheese. Do they have vegan foods? They do. They have very good vegan options. See, there you go. Got like a smart salad. Yay. It's really nice. Okay, yeah. so we're coming for sure. All right. Okay, we're going to be doing that. Now, so you mentioned the Jazz Festival. Uh, like, when is that? It's June 24th yeah. to July 3rd. Okay. And we've got so much great music. And I, I booked um, some really great like one particular act I want to mention, her name is Judith Lander, yeah, and she's one of the great cabaret artists in Canada. Okay, mm. she's been on Broadway. She's been singing on stages for like forty years. She's really, really, really something. So that's on Wednesday, June 29th at six o'clock. Okay, well yeah. we're gonna give out the website if we haven't already, and people can get all that info. But also, you are gonna be performing because yes. uh, you know. So tell us about that. Sure. Well, uh, it, that's happening Saturday, June 25th, from eight to ten. And I'll be playing with uh, Nathan Hiltz. Uh, he's a guitarist that I work with a lot and write songs with. And we're working on a new album right now that's kind of a tribute to Nat King Cole. Nice. So you'll hear some Nat King Cole nice. on that night for sure. Now, where's that? At the 120? That's at the diner. Okay. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, we Because I've seen you at the Jazz Festival before. In fact, that's where I met you. That's right. right. At the Now at Lounge. At the Now Lounge. Like a couple years ago. That's right. Wow. And... Um, so, okay, so that's all very exciting. Now, Jordan also, you know, amazing bass playing. Thank you. And uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that you're up to, because uh, I know you play in this, uh, what, it, uh, what is that, a chamber orchestra? Chamber orchestra, yeah. It's a group called Euphonia. Yeah. And it was started about three years ago with the idea of uh, performing classical music in bars. And uh, we, we, we had played at Lula Lounge, which we're returning to with our upcoming concert. That's on May 26th. And the ensemble for that concert will be about 10 musicians, which is a string quintet and a wind quintet put together. And we're doing a recompose of Vivaldi's Four Seasons. I think everybody's familiar with the Four Seasons. Even if you don't know it by name, you've heard it yes, in different yes. places. Yeah. So I was inspired by the work that a lot of... Um, Artists who use samples in different idioms, but artists who use samples have recomposed pieces. But as a composer myself, I could take the notes and rewrite them. So I rewrote or reimagined Vivaldi's Four Seasons for this group of ten musicians. And we're performing on the, if you're familiar with Lula, we're performing on the dance floor in the center of the room. Oh. And so the audience can be right around oh, us, and it really gives them a nice. chance to connect with a, a classical ensemble by removing that, that sense that there's a stage yeah. seating you're surrounding the ensemble and you know much like the 120 diner you can eat and and drink and, and hang out in a way that you might not typically be able to do um, at a cl classical concert yeah. so it's a different kind of spin on uh, a traditional 
Now, now that's interesting. When when you say to rewrite it, I mean, what do you what do you do? Uh, I mean, are you just completely rewriting it, or are you just rearranging it, or getting different instruments to play different parts, or like what? It's all of the above. I mean, I take the initial, the original score, and then I rewrite it for. It's a different set of instruments. It was originally mm -hmm. a piece done for strings, and this has winds. We have. Uh, you know, flutes. Uh, we have soprano sax, alto sax, clarinet, uh, French horn, and then five strings, which is two violins, viola, and cello, and double bass on the double bass system. Yeah. So do you have to write, re when you say rewrite, do you have to write for each instrument? Yeah, so you write a wow. score, and the score includes all the parts, like, mm -hmm. so you can see a master. Oh and then what you God. do is you extract those parts, so then you would hand, the flautist gets, their in your part. case it's uh, Amelia, and she would get her own part. And, and, and each person has their own part. That is a lot Now, are they going to be reading the music? Well, we're, actually, our first rehearsal as an ensemble is this evening, uh, yeah. oddly enough. So uh, that's what I'm going to after this. And so we work through it and uh, work out the kinks, any mistakes that I've made. And we that's an amazing am amount of work, isn't it? It is. It is. Holy cow. I mean, I was very inspired by, you know, the sample artists and what they're able to do. Um, I think we can learn a lot from it uh, as quote-unquote traditional composers because we can take a lot of traditional things and not have the same traditional quote-unquote traditional perspective. We can get our hands mm -hmm, on it. Mm -hmm, we tend mm -hmm. to think of tradition as being this artifact, this thing that we don't necessarily want to touch, we just want to celebrate. Yeah. But I think if we interact with it, it actually teaches, teaches us a tremendous amount yes, yes. about what it was and the decisions that these composers made. And, the and also what it can become, right? And what it can become now. Yeah. I mean, I see art as an entirely malleable thing. I don't see it as a singular thing that we just, we don't touch. Yeah. I mean, I was the kid who went to an art gallery and got in trouble for touching the painting. Because I just thought it was amazing that the idea that oil could come off the canvas, that, that how would that work? What did that feel like? So, and I think art more generally is about an experience. Right? Isn't that what we're all looking for when we go to see yes. a band? Yes. An experience? Yes, that's right. You actually, you're really not coming to see the artist play. You're coming to feel the artist, yeah. right? And and it becomes an inter interactive relationship, really. Because yeah. if it isn't, why do it? Exactly, yeah. So, as, yeah. you know, sense. as a composer and, mm -hmm. and, and doing this particular thing where you're rearranging um, Vivaldi, um, just one... Because sometimes I think, like, in music, mm -hmm. or maybe even in all the arts mm -hmm. today, it's almost like, I mean, it's, this isn't a new idea either, but that it's like almost everything's been done Mm. Mm. Right, and you. Um, I know they say there's nothing new mm. under the sun, anyways. Mm. But uh, like, I mean, what do we do new in music these days? I mean, because mm. to me, actually, my thinking is sometimes new musical forms come from new technologies. Yeah. Like rock music came out of the fact we had electricity. Yeah. Right. I'm not sure where jazz came from. <laughs> Nobody uh, is. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and sampling yeah. gave us hip hop yeah. in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. You know, so. Where do we go in terms of new musical forms today? Have you thought about that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I don't believe the... Uh, I think it's a, a modernist narrative that says nothing new can be done because it's holding to the idea that there's a singular narrative, i.e. that we're all supposed to do a thing yeah. and we're all supposed to get on that train and go in that direction. Right. But postmodernism basically said there is no singular narrative. Right, we're not going to believe the singular trajectory of any art discipline. We're actually going to embrace multiple influences because we became more multicultural. We, we were less Eurocentric. 
for example. Mm -hmm. Jazz is a great example in the Western tradition because it's the class of cultures, right, that created through slavery, ultimately created an idiom that um, became this thing called jazz. And it's really the ultimate act of music itself. It's a music created by a people who are excluded mm -hmm. from a population, mm -hmm. who created a music that included them. Mm -hmm. It is the ultimate act of art. Because mm. ult art is ultimately this bringing together and this connection of us within our life. We're making a reality. We're literally forming a reality. Painting is really obvious. You think Van Gogh, nobody bought a Van Gogh, right? And during his life. Yeah. But the irony <laughs> of it is, is he was seeing something that we had yet to see. Right. When we started to see it, we realized, oh, wow, this is tremendous, that we can see shapes and colors and images and form and structure in this way. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, in the case of jazz, it was very progressive. And in the case of Van Gogh, he was really on the avant-garde, ironically. Um, but he was able to show us something. And I think that's why I don't buy the idea that nothing new has been done before, because it has this idea that new is created while you are here. Mm -hmm. But Van Gogh did something new that nobody really cared about until after. Mm -hmm. Lots of Bruckner didn't hear all of his symphonies. Mm. Right? There's lots of mm. jazz musicians suffered horrific lives. Charlie Parker did not have an easy go of it. Mm -hmm. Yet he contributed bebop to an idiom that would inform free jazz, which would inform all sorts of other kinds of music. I think free jazz was also informed by French Impressionism. Mm. So how these things come together, I think, like you said, sampling and hip hop, we don't really know. So this idea of people saying, there's nothing, it's all been done before, I think that's just a pretty weak argument. Ultimately, I think if your goal is to do something and express, then do that. Let somebody else categorize it for Michelle. All right. So that's, wow, that's great. Interesting. Interesting wow. philosophy. Super interesting. We could have you here all day. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, I want a show of this guy. Oh, no kidding. You don't want that. Right? Want yeah. <laughs> like just talking about all this. Oh, yeah. The he's philosophy. got so much. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. If that comes through in your music when you're writing for, for that ensemble, wow. I hope, I mean, I, I, I hope all of us want to encourage each other. Right? He so. Also, recently, Jordan wrote his first symphony. With Euphonia, well, oh. a couple years ago, yeah, yeah. Well, we'd love to hear that. In fact, we were talking before we came on, right? Maybe we'll get you guys in here one of these days and yeah. have a little bit of a vent here and stream it and record it, and that would be awesome. So I just want to say thank you both thank for coming you guys. in today. That was amazing. Thank you for thank having you. us for the performance yeah, and for this great conversation. And of course, uh, uh, what's your website there, Ori? Again. Oridagan.com. O-R-I-D-A-G-A-N. both lucky. you got your own Don Bob's <laughs> on your name, JordanO'Connor.com. So you can check that all out and, of course, get ready for you the... You can't do uh, HughRiley.com? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Anyways, um, so thanks, guys. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll get ready for the Jazz Fest. Go down to the 120 Diner and uh, on Wednesday nights for the thing. We're going to show up there and have some great food. Looking forward to the poutine and, and the performance. Yes. So thank poutine you guys. Poutine and performance. Pleasure. Thank you. All right, that's it, uh, at least for now. Oh, we're going to take a break, come back with more right after this. Like lunch, that channel.com.